What's good, everybody? Breaking Kayfabe, episode two, Vince McMahon speaking. I'm on my way home from work. I don't know about you. It's Monday evening, Monday afternoon, whatever the fuck. I'm pissed off. All right? I am pissed the hell off. Damn it. Now, you probably, everybody knows why we frustrated. First of all, my man's Kofi Kingston got fucking squabbled at the uh, main event of SmackDown. I just feel like this weekend, we really got slapped in the fucking face by the WWE and the product they put forward. Um, Most definitely coming from Hell in a Cell, though. I think that's the number one thing that we're going to get into this week. Because last night's show, I'm not even going to say it was a bad show because, I mean, I was I was partially entertained. I found myself... I found myself falling asleep a little bit, but that was because I had a little pasta. I had a little bit. I had a beer. I had a schmear. But I was falling asleep, and the main event came out. I was only watching the show for the fucking main event. And what do they do? They fumble the shit. The whole fucking match, I'm thinking, goddamn, it's literally only one way they can fold on this. One way. And if that that's to have Seth go over Bray with 18 fucking curb stomps, which we almost saw. We almost saw it happen. I was like, yo, yo, I was on the edge of my seat watching just like, yo, please don't make them do this bullshit. Super Seth shit. He diving out uh, suicide dives, three suicide dives, four suicide dives, five suicide dives, fucking eight curb stomps, frog splash, all this shit fucking the fiend is on the ground dead and i'm like yo please and then i saw him kicking out i'm like okay um boom i i kind of liked it like i liked the fact that he was kicking out it did kind of make seth's shit look weak but at the same time it made breath look it made bray look strong so i can't even complain about that but i'm just thinking the whole time i'm like yo please 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 i don't care what they do seth can do 20 curb stomps as long as by the end of this the fiend comes out champion and prevails and we get a solid ending but what do they do <gasps> what do we get chair shot to the head that was kind of tough we get fucking bray putting chairs on his head and seth put a ladder on his what well, he put he done put the whole kitchen the kitchen sink under his under on bray's head he done pulled out the ladder the chairs the fucking mallet that brought that bray brought out which i thought was pretty cool how oh and then he brought out the sledgehammer how is the mallet allowed but as soon as he brought out the sledgehammer the ref going to be like no come on seth come on nigga come on you you're crossing the line now damn it come on now come on seth you can't be doing this you can't do it seth this man's got a family he's got a wife he's got a divorced wife and four kids <laughs> he's got a fucking badass mistress named jo- uh, jojo come on now seth you can't do this but anyway, referee is telling Seth, like, yo, you can't do this, dog. Come on. Question, like, think about what you're doing right now. Think about what you're doing. you about to smash this nigga head in, like, a fucking cantaloupe. And he was like, nah, fuck that, ref. Get the fuck out my face. I'm about to break this nigga shit open. He bring out the, he bring out the hammer. Boom! Ref was like, ding, 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 ring this shit. Everybody's like, whoa. Oh! Everybody's like, yo, boo! Fuck this shit. AEW 
fuck this. Uh, restart the match. Restart the match. Yo, the crowd was literally chanting in unison. Restart the match. Restart the match. And I'm over here thinking like, what the hell did we just watch? I know it's supposed to be hell in a cell, but what the hell did we just witness? Because that was the most bullshit finish I've ever seen in my fucking life. And now I know people going to want to say, let me swerve over to this lane real quick. Swerp. I know people going to want to say like, all right, look, boom. Um, and UFC, right? If somebody is unconscious or whatever and they can't defend themselves, do they continue to match? No, but this ain't UFC. This is WWE. And more importantly, this is hell in a cell. It's supposed to be no disqualifications. Fucking no DQ. What's that? What do that mean anymore? If it's no disqualifications and niggas getting disqualified for violence, getting disqualified for violence in a in what you're supposed to be your most violent match. I don't care how you cut that. I don't care how you cut it right there. That's that's some bullcrap, bro. That don't make any sense. It don't make any logical sense. And like in a, I know it's like we supposed to kind of throw logic out the window sometimes, but that don't make any type of booking sense. Like you could have had, you could have had Seth just like, I would have preferred for them to do something like this. Like I would have even preferred for Seth to just go him. The ref would be like, no, nah, no, nah, chill Seth. Cause I like that part. I like the part where he forced Seth to like question his morals because that's kind of what I'm starting to think is like the grander scheme of the fiend. Like the purpose of the fiend is to bring out the evil in his opponents. So with him playing all these mind games against Seth, he forced Seth to go down a dark path that he hasn't gone down in a long time. Like since we've seen him like trade on the shield, he hasn't done anything this crazy violent. So I think the purpose of the fiend is just to like bring out that inner violence that everyone has. He's like kind of bringing up the hypocrisy. It's kind of just like it brings up the hypocrisy in fans. Whereas like we're we're literally chanting for this man to continue to get his head bashed in. And we're also chanting for Seth to continue. Oh, shit. How am I supposed to get? We got officer. Fire department. You ain't going nowhere. Anyway, um, we're literally chanting for Seth to continue bashing this, new, this dude's skull in. And then Seth, on the other hand, is like he's going throughout all the lengths just to, like, defeat the fiend. So I would have even preferred for them to, like, have the ref just, like, really voice to him. His concern to be like, Seth, don't do this. You know, this man got a family. I, don't, I know he a demon and everything crawling up, crawling from the gates of hell. And I know he done put, he done violated you, put his fingers in your mouth like Aziz sorry about how many times. But you got to chill. And then if Seth was just like, no, nah, fuck that. And they just bashed his skull in. And then the ref was like, damn, that's crazy. And then did a slow count like a one, two. Three, that's over. And then the the fans would have still booed Seth out the building. But at least then we would have had a finish. And then we would have had Seth turn heel. That would have been a heel turn for Seth now. Because now everybody's like, damn, Seth, we didn't know you was going to go that crazy. We didn't know you was going to bull out like that. But instead, they just have the ref stop the match. Like, come on. How could you be so stupid, yo? How could you be so damn stupid? And then honestly, it was it was either they could do that, or I thought that like when the ref was gonna like tell him no chill, like when he told him to hold back a little bit, it would have caused that quick moment of hesitation 
where Bray could have got up and hit the sister Abigail on him and then won the title. That's where I thought it was going to go. But no. They just have Bray sit on the ground for two minutes while Seth is bashing his damn skull in. And then, it, and then it's just over. Like, I'm like, come on, bro. And then that took away... That fought, that crazy, stupid finish took away from what happened after. Because what happened after was pretty gruesome. We finally saw um, Bray put his fingers in his mouth again. But this time, pause. This time, Seth was, like, bleeding, like, a lot. He was bleeding, like, like coughing up blood. Like, coughing up buckets of blood. I'm like, damn. This is wild. Like, this is really gruesome. But I didn't even care at that moment. I didn't give a damn because I'm just thinking, like, yo... Y'all just robbed us of some cool shit. Like, we really could have saw Bray go over. That would have been something interesting. Like, But now, I don't know what to think now, man. I don't know where we going with this. I don't even know. Of course, I'm going to watch. I always say I'm not going to watch. But I'm going to fucking watch. Especially since I started this damn show last week. What a way to what a way to uh, begin this, this podcast, man. Because now I'm just... I'm just I'm not I'm not rolling with what they have to offer on Monday. They really gonna have to sell me on something because now I feel like the fiend is ruined. I feel like we didn't saw it we didn't see it all, but like we pretty much saw it all. Cause like what you're telling me is okay, one, the fiend is basically indestructible, but as soon as somebody goes through the measures to actually like go off full out and like try to kill this man and like actually beat him. The ref is going to stop it. So, like, where can we go with The Fiend now? Like, he are you telling me he never he can never win a universal title? Are you telling me that now Bray is, like, is still going to be, like, undefeated? And, like, I just I just don't know what to think now, man. I'm just, I'm just, I just feel like they really dropped the ball with this. I really think they killed the momentum. The balloon that they had was has been completely deflated. And I really think the only way they could set like they could save this is if Seth goes full-fledged heel on like tonight on Monday if he just comes out and he says I did everything in my power to beat the fiend and y'all people boo me screw y'all you know like I think he should really just come out and just be like no fuck that I did everything y'all thought y'all was my um I thought y'all supported me I thought I was y'all champion but as soon as I'm as soon as I got my back against the wall and as soon as I you know as soon as I get my stuff off, y'all want to boo me? Hell, fuck that. And then, like, I think that's 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 where they should go with this storyline. And, um, yo, what the hell is this? Niggas trying to cut me off. The, the amount of disrespect, yo. It's just, it's just mad. It must be disrespectful hours. Like, people really just on their gully nowadays. Like, it's really hell on earth. October. Like, I don't know what's going on, man. But yeah, Hell in a Cell happened last night. What else happened on Hell in a Cell we could talk about? Charlotte is 10-time champion. I don't know about you, but I mean, I love Charlotte. I'm, I'm here for it. But the crowd, they did not seem like they was rolling. I hope the crowd isn't like getting tired of Charlotte because I'm not. I was actually happy to see Charlotte come away with that title because now we walking into the draft. We got a solid SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm wondering now what's going to happen with uh, the Four Horsewomen. We got Becky still. Yo, damn. Uh, then I think about the Becky Sasha match because I, that match that match was tough. That was probably my match of the night. Now, um, 
if the Bray and Seth match ended the way it w- I wanted it to, it would have been my match at night. But Becky and Sasha put on a hell of a match. So that's going to be my match of the night. I think Sasha should have went over. I still think that because now I'm thinking what's going to happen with Sasha. The only thing, I, the only way I can think we can save Sasha now is if she go to SmackDown and start feuding with Charlotte again. But are we really going to roll that back? Are we, is that what we go? Is that where we're going with this? I don't know, man. But yeah, now we got an interesting picture for the draft coming up. Uh, we got Seth Rollins, Universal Champion. We still don't know. We don't know how they're going to handle the titles. I'm assuming they're going to like uh, keep them, keep the World Heavyweight Championships. Obviously, they're not going to switch them. Um, I don't know what they're going to do about U.S. Intercontinental. They're going to keep the women's, I'm guessing, the women and the uh, Raw titles the same. So with that being said, we still got Seth and Becky on the same roster. We got Brock and Charlotte now as champions on Fox. So it's really just all starting to make sense, you know. Like, it's all starting to make sense booking-wise as to who they want to be their champions, who they want to be on the top of each brand right now. Um, so, yeah, it's just like, where do we go? Where do we go? Um, I think later in this in the week, maybe on Thursday, I want to do a draft, a fake, a mock draft, so to say. Uh, I don't know who I'm going to do it with. I might just do it by myself, who I think is going to get drafted where. I might do like the top 10 picks or something. And then, um, but yeah, man, they're supposed to be doing some draft preview tonight. Which kind of, that has me a little bit intrigued. That has me a little bit uh, interested to see what they're going to be doing to make everybody are like, are they going to do like, <laughs> it'd be lit if they did like some draft combine or something. I don't know how the hell they would do that. Like bring back some tough enough challenges or something, have something like that going on. But yeah, man, I just, uh, hell in a cell could have been crazy. Like it, this could have been a fire card if they had Sasha go over, if they had the Fiend go over, and we would have been rolling on the loud on the loud pack show. We would have been rolling on something tough. But no, they want to play it safe. And um, yeah. I'm just I was hurt, man. I was really upset last night. If I sounded upset at the beginning of this, wait, you should have heard me last night. I was fucking upset on twitter i was ranting i was typing shit in all caps fingers was all up on the screen i was pissed all caps on that bitch shout out to mf doom but um yeah dog let me know what y'all think man this has been uh how much how long we 15 minutes i'm about to go inside the crib real quick maybe i'll squeeze in a little something extra to uh talk about but yeah, man, Hell in a Cell happened, and tonight is Raw. Can't say I'm super excited, but I'm a fan. I feel like I'm committed. You know, we as fans put ourselves in this relationship where it's like, damn, you can completely just smack me in my fucking face, and I'm still, you know, I'm still roll with you. I'm still call you every night. I'm still call you every Monday, Wednesday, Friday now, you know, and it's not right, you know. I heard reports backstage that Vince McMahon, this is a Vince McMahon call. You, I, I don't always want to trust these reports, but apparently the Bray call was up to Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon was the one who, who said, you know, make it, make it this finish. And he was laughing backstage at the crowd reaction. Laughing. How can you laugh, bro? Cause you know why he's laughing? Because he know dickheads like me, dickheads like you. Everybody who else is probably listening to this 
are still gonna tune in. We still gonna watch. But look, man, you can't keep you can't keep playing like this. You can't keep playing. You heard that crowd last night. They was chanting A E Dub, A E Dub. We got alternatives, Vince. You better you better you better put your balls up to the fire, nigga. Because guess what? If you keep playing with my emotions, I'ma be a Wednesday night wrestling fan. Yes, a Wednesday night wrestling fan. That means I'm only watching NXT. I'm only watching AEW, and you can keep the Raw and SmackDowns. Because guess what? Niggas go out Friday nights. Niggas got plans. Mondays, niggas is tired from work. You heard me. I'm on my way from work right now. About to go inside the crib, take a shower. Might go to sleep. Wake up. Watch Raw. Done. End of the night. Next morning, back at work. 6.30. So guess what? If I can take that out of my schedule, hell, it just might happen. All right? So I need to see some improvements on the product that you putting forward or else I'm I might I might have to make a cut. You know, I might have to make a cut in the damn schedule. All right. It's too much wrestling nowadays. It's too much. And I'm not going to be keeping track. I'm not going to be getting mad, getting my emotions involved in something that I'm keep getting spitting on with. You know, I'm not I'm not going to get I'm not going to get like real emotional and compatible with uh, a product that just doesn't respect me as a fan you know so yeah dog when i get inside the crib maybe we can talk about smackdown real quick because that, that was also a little disrespectful i wasn't it was fun it was a good introduction for i feel like uh the people that might not have watched in a while but as far as like quality shows ago it was it, it was light you know it wasn't crazy i enjoyed i thoroughly enjoyed the ladder match with kevin owens and shane um Open the segment with The Rock was cool. Baron Corbin, that was cool. Um, I want to see The Rock do more. But, um, yeah, man, it's just like, it's more it's more to be desired with the main roster WWE product. It's definitely more to be desired. And um, I'm going to share my thoughts on Kofi more, more in depth. Um, because I know a lot of people said, a lot of people are very upset about Kofi Kingston. I'm sort of on the fence where I feel like we dictate the narrative of Kofi Kingston. And, and what do I mean by that? You're probably asking, what do I mean by that? So look, yo, we said to ourselves, okay, Kofi has won us over as a champion. He's been a great champion. He has validated himself as a main eventer. Now, when he goes out like that, five seconds you know into a match we can't just like flip on it and say oh they burying him they buried him they buried him like it's over it's over for Kofi like we've seen this happen with Daniel Bryan and like look at the career he's established remember Daniel Bryan's first heavyweight title one ended in 19 seconds at Wrestlemania to motherfucking Sheamus ketchup bottle Sheamus who is not even on TV anymore and then look where Daniel Bryan's career is going like I'm just I just feel like we can't be we can't like give Kofi all these sympathy, sympathy cheers because that's just gonna make him look weak. Like I feel like the way like we just like oh damn Kofi. Like we can't just give up now and just like pretend like now it's over. Because I feel like if we do that as fans, that's gonna let them know that like he really wasn't that big. Like that's gonna let them know that we really just thought of this as like a moment and not just Kofi actually being validated. You know, if you know what I'm saying. Like if Kofi was actually in our eyes a champion. And someone who we believe it could be in the main event. This would just be nothing to us. This would just be a shock win. 
Because, like, Brock lost to Goldberg in, what, nine seconds? Whatever the hell that match was. And we knew that Brock would be back in the picture. So why can't we do the same thing with Kofi? Like, we could just be like, okay, he got caught off guard by Brock, okay? He jumped into an F5, coincidentally. He started off too fast, whatever. He got caught by Brock, 1F5, boom, it's over. So many people have lost to 1F5 by Kofi Kingston, Braun Strowman, Samoa Joe, and... Kofi Kofi has had a world title run out of them too. So it's like, let's not just give up on Kofi yet, y'all. Like, come on, man. And we can't just instantly think that the WWE is giving up on him either. Although they might, you know, we, we know how Vince is. Let's just not, I'm just saying, let's not give up yet, man. Let's let's keep our hope in Kofi Kingston. Let's hope that one day he'll be back. Um, I live in Philly, so I know they running um, television I know they're running commercials now. They're coming to Philly in November 15th or something like that for SmackDown. They're still running programs with Brock and Kofi. So it's a chance, yo. It's a chance for Kofi Kingston to make a splash again in the world title scene. I'm just saying, don't give up. Now, I'm not mad that Kofi lost either because I think that the I think it's the right move. I think it's the right move to go with Brock right now. Kofi's run was kind of it was kind of dying down a little bit. We had a good time. It was a good moment. It lasted much longer than people even expected. So I think we should be happy about that, at least. But at the same time, I do understand people's frustrations. You know, you don't want to see Kofi just lose in 10 seconds, you know, after all this he's been through. But it's Brock Lesnar. I definitely don't see this as a burial, yo. Like, in no way is this a burial. It's Brock Lesnar. Like, like, like come on. Like, Kofi can, Kofi can take it out, you know. I don't think he's, I don't think he's, like... He really has been diminished by this as much as people are making out it to be. And I think the more that we try to pretend like Kofi is done, the more it's going to come true, you know, like art imitates life or whatever. So after Kofi took take his L, we see Rey Mysterio come out with Kane Velasquez. Ray, you bitch ass nigga. How, why couldn't you come out with Kane before Brock won the fucking title? I guess he ain't have no time. Granted, the match was 10 damn seconds. He ain't have no time to interfere. But, yeah, it brought out Cain Velasquez. Niggas was hype. Now, I know in UFC, it's not about body image. <laughs> uh, I'm not coming right at boy. Yo, let me chill. But, look, in wrestling, you got to be a, you got to look a type. You got to look a type way, you know? No homo. Like, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, that was wrong for me to say. Pause. All right. In wrestling, you got to have a, you got to feel the type of image, you know? I'm not even trying to, like body shame him or anything but dude came out looking like he was bulging out them skinny ass jeans looking tight flabby looking just like weird like he just like, <laughs> he looked funny as shit but i know kane really got hands so it's not like i'm looking at him like he's not a valid competitor you know like i was hyped i was hyped to see kane velasquez come out because everybody's talking about it everybody's like oh kane velasquez might show up he might do this yada 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 but yeah kane showed up they they building that up for apparently Saudi Arabia? Ew. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to expect really with Cain Velasquez. You know, he had he had his little uh his little cup of tea in wrestling so far, but I'm definitely not on the fence of saying like this this deserves a mania match or that this this deserves to be on Survivor Series. Cause I'm not I'm not that hype about that. Like about Cain Velasquez or people from UFC just thinking they can just come over here and just be instant stars in WWE. 
Like Ronda Rousey was, I think she was a special case. She um, adapted very well. And at the same time, she was very limited in certain aspects. So with that being said, we can't just keep letting UFC stars or MMA stars coming in here and taking the main event spot. So I think this this is a perfect Saudi made event, actually. Just uh, let them go at it. Let's let's see what we got with Cain Velasquez and then let him go off into the indies let him go to AEW. sure go to AEW. uh develop your craft a little bit let them play around with you and, um and just have have you develop more you know because i've seen i've seen videos of him in AAA doing some hurricanranas but you know it's it's a lot more that he needs to work on for me to like put him in a main event wwe picture i'm not ready to just give kane everything just based off a of name but yeah, yo, that was that was the highlights of SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown now, and um, yeah, yo, I mean, this is uh, this has been a Vince McMahon show, dog. Breaking kayfabe. I don't know if I'm gonna keep that name or not. For now, let's call it the Vince McMahon show. Uh, let's see, who is our ass kisser of the week, man? Who is the ass kisser of the week? Ah, uh, I ain't even think about this going in. Mm, damn. I want to say Vince McMahon. <laughs> okay, I don't know, though, dog. Ass kisser of the week is the fucking referee in that Hell in a Cell match, man. That's the ass kisser of the week. God damn it. Why did you end the match, bro? It's Hell in a Cell. You should get fired. Ain't that, um, what's his name, Dad? Dominic? Wasn't that Dominic, Dad? Or the dude, the, the, the little boy that was tag team partners with Bray? Not Dominic. What's his name? Nicholas? Yeah. That ain't that Nicholas, Dad? Nick, your dad a bitch. Um... What else we got? Uh, no chance in hell pick. Woo. No chance in hell. Mmm. Mmm. I want to say. Hmm. I want to say, man. No chance in hell. Rusev and Lana. Relationship end up the same in real life. <laughs> After what's about to happen with this storyline, man. <laughs> Look, I didn't get to talk about it on the first episode, but damn. This Bobby Lashley line of storyline, I feel like this joke about to be funny as hell. Especially with Paul Heyman behind the books. He loved the he loved having some like relationship kind of storyline going on or like somebody uh somebody <laughs> in some kind of um somebody having like a mistress or something going on like that. And I'm just thinking like how in the world are Rusev and Lana going to actually be cool with this in real life? I know Rusev got to be bitter as shit in the back. Like, he watched, like, he had to watch at, in the ring. Bobby Lashley completely tongued down Lana. Ooh. And when she lifted up that leg, nigga, I was hard, yo. I swear. I was about to get hard watching Raw. I'm like, yo, this Monday, yo, Monday Night Raw drawing right now. Like, I ain't know it was going to get this deep. He about to have a, um, Paul Heyman about to pull out the live sex expo, like, when, uh, Edge and Lita, please do. But, um, yeah, man, I'm just like, wow, they really went that far. Bobby start tonguing her down. I'm here for it. I know Rusev was really looking tight, though. Like, he wasn't acting, bro. I know he was tight. I know he was in the back talking about, like, why, like, why do we have to do this? I just became an American citizen. Is this the way? Is this what, is this what Americans do? <laughs> is this what America is about? <laughs> He's fighting back pissed. So now I'm just like, yo, are y'all going to be good after this? Like, 
I feel like if I really to make a prediction, I really feel like Rusev and Lana gonna split up. Like I'm not even, I'm not even gonna like I'm not even trying to like put bad air out there, but I just feel like how how does this happen, yo? How does this happen where you make some like something like this into a storyline? Usually they like adapt around to a storyline. Like around real life to make a storyline. Like, okay, Becky and Steph together, boom. Let's put them, let's book them together. But or here's a better example. Matt Hardy and Lita with Edge. Lita left Matt and ended up with Edge. Boom, let's book that into a storyline. But when have they ever just been like, let's take a real couple and end on on storyline, have her cheating on him and tugging niggas down like in the middle, like in the middle of the ramp. And then Rusev didn't even like exit the ring and just like run up, run up on Bobby while they was doing it. Like he could have easily just ran up there and start mixing. But he was like, no, he was like, damn, he was so heartbroken. Homie couldn't even move. He was just sitting in the ring. It's like, damn, you're going to do me like that, ma. After all I put you through, after all all that all that um accent training I done gave you, getting the fake the fake Russian accent and shit, you just gonna completely just go back on me like that and tongue down Bobby Lashley, forty year old Lashley, come on. But I think that should be dope. Like I want um I want them to go forward with this in a way where it's like Bobby Lashley be like <laughs> he been on the low like training her. In a way, like he been training her to be like real American and like real sexual. Like he did, um, like he he was like the one to be like, oh, let me treat you, let me show you how to like actually be treated like a queen, ma. Like, um, Rusev ain't been doing nothing to you. He probably got a soft ass little dick. Let me show you how it's really done out here. Like, you know, he got you rocking, whatever. Um, you know, fuck with me. Like, he, he got him, he put himself in the spot, like talking about Rusev Day, bruh. He every, he should be treating you right every day. How about that? So. I think that that should be how they go along with this Bobby line, the storyline, man. So, yeah, no chance of hell pick of the week. No chance of hell Rusev and Lana end up together at the end of all this shit, man. I'm talking about a year worth or something. This is going this is going to break them up, man. But let me know what y'all think. This has been episode two of the Vince McMahon's podcast. I'm working through names right now because, damn it, I like the name Breaking Kayfabe, but I looked that up. I should have did this before. It's a couple podcasts out there called Breaking K Fabe. But let me know. Let let me sh- give me a shout out song. Let me know that this is the best one. All right. Because I like that name. I want to keep it. So uh yeah, dog. Like and subscribe. Uh hit me up on Twitter, Vince McMahon's V-I-N-C-E-M-C-M-A-N-Z. And uh let's keep it talking. I'm looking forward to I'm not even looking forward to it. But I want to see how they redeem themselves tonight on Raw. I'm hoping they bring me back in. Because it's a new, it's supposed to be a new season. I'm supposed to be excited, man. And after last night, I'm just feeling like my balls are busted, and it's not, it's not looking too great. So let me know what you guys think. This is your boy Vincent Mans. I'm out. Peace.